It is New Year's Eve Eve. New Year's Eve Eve. Which means it is our final episode of the year. That seems fake. 2023 is in the books. That seems fake. It is onward and upwards to 2024. Still fake. (laughs) Which, of course, means it is time for Game of the Year. Mm hmm. Oh boy. (laughs) This year was bonkers and a half. It sure was. It sure was. Wowza. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Season Line Checkup OVA's podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Lady Um. Hello. This is episode 366, and it's time for the 2023 Game of the Year Awards. Woo! As I mentioned, I definitely did not stress about this at all or anything. Woo! Nope. Nope. Definitely did not. Nope. No stress. No stress whatsoever. It was totally a normal person. The yeah, whole time. of course. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I was not totally nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was so stressed picking a, a thing, and then finally Jared's like, "This isn't supposed to be stressful. Just just have fun with it. Make your choices. Just do and it." Then I, and then I was like, "You know what? You write because you usually are." And then I made my choices, and now I'm living with them. At some point, you've got to. Next year, yeah. you may look at it and be like, well, "I don't know about that," but then that's just. It wouldn't be the first year. What else are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, like, you know, my decision may change tomorrow. But True. You know what? We're going with it because this year was completely bananas in terms of game releases. And there were a lot of good games. A lot of good games came out this year. It was mm-hmm. a very good year for the video game products themselves. It was a very bad year for the industry itself. Oh, boy. Very bad. Very bad. Oh, boy. It's Do not, better, game companies. Yeah. Not a sustainable formula, no. the way the way things were this year. No, 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 no. No, very much that, so not. It, it was such a bummer because like we had such a banger year when it came to like the actual games that came out. And then you're like seeing on, on Twitter all the time like, well, I got let go from my job or like this entire team got dissolved and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my God. It's like a bloodbath. Yep. Oof. Not good. No, no bueno. Hopefully, hopefully things... There. Hopefully things get better next year, but it probably won't, unfortunately. I I hope. Can only can only hope. Yeah. But let's dive into our supplemental awards for twenty twenty three. We've got how many seven? I think that's right. Seven. seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yes. There you go. Seven supplemental supplemental supplementary awards there we go can't mm-hmm. speak it's to fine. give out before we dive into our actual list themselves so let's start off with our first supplemental award best moment best moment uh this is a moment that we sh- we shared mm-hmm. very early this year yeah i've had it in my game of the year list since we basically played this game and i was like oh my god this rules we almost had a very tough decision to make, but we uh, we made a, a slight a modification to... to, to we, we found a loophole. 
to let have have both of these moments shine. Uh, our here's our best moment of 2023, as I have labeled it, Bros and Ishin. I, I I named it Bro Moment in like a Dragon Ishin. Mm-hmm. So we we had very similar thought process there. Yes. Uh, this moment, of course, is in like a Dragon Ishin. Uh, it is where. <laughs> We get a recreation of the Yakuza 1 moment where a dog gets saved from being pelted with rocks, except this time it is uh, Ryuji saving the dog instead of Kiryu, mm-hmm. which is very fun. Uh, this leads into Ryuji and Akiyama trying to fight each other until Kiryu's like, we're not going to fight each other. We're going drinking. We're going drinking. <laughs> we're going drinking. And then the boys just go and get drunk with the dog. And it's just, it's an amazing moment in that video game. And then it changes the dynamics of the town afterwards because they're all like, you know what, we're bros now. Like, yep. we, we got drunk together. Like, it's fine. Man. It ruled. It was so funny. And, like, the, the one moment where, like, the dog bites Ryuji and he's like, you got spunk. Yeah. Dude, I like you. <laughs> You're part of my group now. He's <laughs> like, oh, no, the dog. But it, it, it was totally fine. Made made him fall in love with the dog. It's really, what a really good moment that was. So good. Man. It ruled. Oh, boy. Uh, after that, I have best anime game. Okay, I'll find one that I can throw in there. Because <laughs> you do not have that. Um. Okay, I have... Hmm, do you have most disappointing? I have biggest bummer. Okay. It's well, basically then, the same thing. We'll go with one that I know you definitely don't have. Okay. That's Maxwell and Game Boy's Game of the Year. That's true. I do not have that. Um, <laughs> we'll do these matchups. Yeah. Uh, best anime game of the year, Yohane the Parhelion Blaze in the Deep Blue. Yes. Fun game. Uh, really wild to see a Metroidvania Love Live game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the sprite works very fun. And, just you know, it's a very charming game. And you get you to play through as Yohane, beat up a bunch of fish, save your You get your some pals. nice... Uh, Callbacks to to Love Live lore. Yeah. Love Live Sunshine lore specifically. That's good. It was a lot of fun. Just a little fun expensive, time. but a little expensive, but you know. It was it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Tell me about Max One Game Boy's game of the year. Um I I consulted with them and they, you know, had a few things to say, but of course. Ulti- ultimately they picked um Ghost Trick Phantom Detective Remaster. Oh, wow. I know. Um, and my explanation that I, I have here from them is that uh, a cat is the hero of the game. Well, there um, you go. <laughs> that they're slightly jealous of my love of missile. So they had to deal with that. But they were really, really excited to see a cat take the lead there. So they picked Ghost Trick the Remaster. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing here a quote from Game Boy and Maxwell, and it says, Meow. Meow. <laughs> Wise one words, in, as always. One in a higher voice, one in a deeper guttural voice. Meow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> You'll never guess, wh- guess which is which. You'll never guess. Uh, it's, it's probably not what you expect. No, that's true. Uh, let's see. After that, I have Best Jared Now Co-op of the Year. I have that one too. All right. Well, uh, my best Jared and Al co-op of 2023, Power Wash Simulator. 
Yeah, I'm glad that that's on here. That game is that game is a fun game. We have been power washing recently, uh, and it's just a chill time. We just we uh, we spray stuff with water. We spray each other with water. Sometimes <laughs> we hear potato chips crunching because oh of the God, yeah. water for some reason. <laughs> and, you know, we're just uh, we're power washing. Uh, so that was originally my answer. Yeah. Um, but I switched it. Um, but I will say Power Wash Simulator has been such a good time and I'm really loving that game. Mm-hmm. Um, my answer is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Interesting. Nice. Um, that was a good co-op experience. You were right. It, it was a good co-op experience. I liked being able to like explore with you. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are a few times I was like, oh, I found this. Or you were like, hey, here's this here. Like we should go check this out. Or we were just yelling drugs. <laughs> um, and so like the co-op obviously online is a little bit different, but I think it worked fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was very appreciative of you um, being patient with my struggles with some levels. Um, but I like that we were able to like help each other through it when we turned into ghosties and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I I I think that was my 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 favorite co op experience of the year. I would genuinely you... forgot that that would counted for co op experience. Really? Because I was thinking of more just like other like co op games we had played, like just more traditional co op games, I guess. Ah, I see. Brain. I see. That makes sense. But yeah, that that is a that is a good poll. I will agree with you on that. Yay! Uh, it will come up again. I'm sure. Oh, of course. Uh. Best old game, which of course is a game that did not come out in 2023. So qualifier mm-hmm. for that. Or originally come out in 2023. Yeah, whatever. Same difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> making that, that that clarification because the game that I picked did technically come out in 2023, but it, it did not originally come out in 2023. Uh, my best old game of the year, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. You picked Crisis Core? Me Gungaga. Me Gungaga. Yeah, um we played through this I think like earlier in the year. Uh-huh. Um I thought it was really fun. It was like a good way to like get to understand Zack as a character for once. Um cuz I didn't really know him as like well as you did and everything. Mm-hmm. Um you But know I think how much I loved him though. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing to come out of this is everyday normal regular guy Sephiroth his phone away from his ear because his friend talks too loud <laughs> yep it's really good and then also on top of that uh gacked gacked and genesis reading poetry reading poetry it's, it's a real dumb good time <laughs> i love that scene with them on the the cannon that's fighting. a pretty good scene <laughs> pretty good but yeah that 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 it was fun i'm so happy you made that decision that makes me so jazzed. Me Gongaga. Me Gongaga. We we make that reference so much <laughs> at each other for like when so it's dumb. not even when it's not even appropriate to do. Mm-hmm. It's really really good. Um, I've I've been looking at a sticker that's like a a derpy Zach saying Me Gongaga, and I'm like, Ooh. I might need that. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, mine is not going to be a surprise to you or anyone. At all. Um, it's Persona 3 Portable. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I love, 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 love Persona 3. Um, and Portable is always just 
such a good time. I love, I love the FEMC route. Um, there's so many like good and charming changes that happen there. And um, just anytime I get to play Persona 3 again, I'm happy. And you get to play Persona 3 with full party uh, control. control. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Very good. <laughs> yeah, because last time I played Persona 3, we played the Fez edition. Right. Um, and that does not have it, and it no. is it it is a joyous experience. Um, so yeah, Persona 3 Portable, best old game from Al. I get to experience Persona 3 again next year. Yeah, uh, like a month and a half, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, I'm so ready. Uh, what else we got here? Be uh, biggest bummer or most disappointing game for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest bummer of 2023, Final Fantasy 16. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, Final Fantasy 16 just the bed. It had a it had a good start. It had like a, a very a solid good start. Start to first half. Mm -hmm. Um, like the combat was fun and everything, but then like the story just falls off a cliff in that back half, like just yeah. terribly. So bad. It's the just, writing uh, just got horrible. It's really yeah, it's not fun. And it's like a lot of the side quests are kind of just meaningless. Yeah. And just there to pad the game out. Yep. So you're just kind of just doing things for the sake of doing things, and yeah, it's Oh man. I was so glad when I was done with it because <laughs> I didn't have to play it anymore. Yeah. And like that's not a good thing when you're playing a game. I mean, we all love Ultima as a, as a villain, right? He just looks like a really David Bowie. It just has it just is terribly written and just talks to you a lot and says nothing of no says nothing. And you're just like just shut up. I was I'll beat you up. Shut up. <laughs> I think I made the the reference when we were talking about Final Fantasy 16, but he's basically the guy in grad school that says a whole lot of words but doesn't actually say anything meaningful. But mm -hmm. like he says a lot of big words, so you're like, he thinks he's smart. Yep. But he's not. Like that's Ultima in a nutshell. Yep. It just it it didn't it didn't land. No. Jill gets one cool moment and then is just shelled for the rest of the game. Yep, basically. Oh man. Yeah, it, yeah. It, oof. Oofa doofa. Oofa doofa. Anyways, what is what is yours? Mine is not specifically a single game. Okay. Although I do call one single game out, and I will mention it by name. Okay. Um, but most disappointing, there have been some hot garbage Atome games this year. <laughs> God. All right. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, I will specifically call it Verse Evermore Error Salvation because that was one of the most miserable Atome experiences I've ever had. Um, that was a bad way to set up a game. There was definitely like I think this year and mostly in particular like quite a few games that just ended up in the bottom half of your big Atome list. So like. Mm hmm. Not something that usually happens. Mm -mm. No, it was a very, very bad year for Otome, and it was—it sucked. I was so sad. Ugh! Like I had two shining stars of Otome. I—I I actually did the the math here. Where was it? 
Um, I played six new Atome games, which I should clarify six new Atome because I also played an old one and it was also bad. Um, <laughs> I liked two. That's not good numbers. No, that's 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 what they say is 33%. That's not good numbers. Um, But yeah, even if you add in the old one that I played, that's seven Atome games I played this year and I like two. That's less percent. I don't know the math there. I don't know the math there, but like, come on, guys. Do better. Don't play Roche Evermore, children. Just don't. Have we talked about that game yet, or? We haven't. Um, okay. I didn't and... know if that was one we had talked about or not. No, no. We haven't talked about it. Um, I figured that if there's any blank spaces in January, we can yeah. talk about. I mean, we have quite a few things we can talk about in January for sure. Yeah, because I have that one and then another Otome game I'll mention later. But Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, oof. Oof, but oof. Very disappointing. Completely. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, we, I know we have another award that is a difference for both of us, but let's go to our, our final together award. Okay. Which is, of course, best musical sequence. <laughs> Best musical moment. Yep. Uh, and, and obviously, obviously, there's only one choice. There is one choice, and it is uh, it is Alan Wake two. The we sing segment. Mm-hmm. The Herald of Darkness. Holy, <laughs> this moment! You you got to it first. Yes, and we were on call together, and like I was going through it, and just being like, "What is going on?" <laughs> and I was just like. Something wild is happening to you right now. I didn't hear anything. I didn't. You didn't spill the beans on what was going on. You were just like, "You're, you're gonna want to see this." Yep. Um, and I got to it, and I'm just like, "This is amazing. This is brilliant." Like the song goes hard. The song's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. There's choreography. <laughs> yep. It's great. Alan Wake looks like a big old nerd. <laughs> I like it with his dumb slacks. Um, I love how like they actually use the song to like direct you through the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even tricked me at one point with a guitar solo. They're like stand here and wait for the guitar solo, and I did that, and then I got attacked. That's how they get you. Nah. Um, this was brilliant. Like. I, I've mentioned to you, I sent it to my boss because I had, like, I was still thinking about it after I played it, and I, I mentioned it to him, and he's like, what do you mean there's a musical segment in this game? He's like, you just, you just got to see it to understand what I'm talking about. And I sent it to him, and he's like, this is what video games do now? Like, <laughs> Not all games, let me be clear. This was just the specific game. Um, It was so good. Yeah, I just I had such a fun time. It it was interesting because we were talking when we talked about like the the making of Alan Wake Two, and they're like they're like you know Sam Blake wanted really wanted to do this, and the development team's like I don't know about this, and he insisted. It's like this. Just imagine this game without this in it. No, it would have been a much worse game. <laughs> Not that it's a bad game at all, because it'll show up later. But it was um, gonna be a lesser experience for sure. Yeah, and like. Sam Lake got to dance. Yep. I was so happy for him. He was having the time of his life doing that choreography. It's, it's such a fun time. 
it was so fun and like it was really needed in the game because like a lot of it is really heavy a lot of it is like jump scary and freaky um and so it was like a nice moment of brevity to be like okay well this is weird i'm into it good times it was rad Good, good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got next? We have our final supplementary award. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is best use of social media. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which, of course, goes to Goodbye Volcano High. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, because it is just very good. It is... Um, it does a good job of replicating like actual like social media as it is today in terms of it like just people it's a lot of posting really mm -hmm. that is that is the core of this and it's just it is very much our style of humor like our generation style of humor yeah in it terms felt of, very millennial coded yeah, when I saw so what you were posting it was every time I got to like open up the, the menu and look through the social media there's like always something in there that would make me just laugh a lot <laughs> And it was just, it was such a good little, like, side thing to do, but, like, it was, it was so, so funny. And I really enjoyed that. Yay. Uh, what is your, what is yours? Best surprise. All right, give me your best surprise, and I'll be surprised. <gasps> you will not be surprised. Um, Best surprise, Jacques Jean. <gasps> I'm surprised. It was it was an ongoing thing <laughs> that like you were like look at this game it keeps getting the top of open critic for the, like this year and um, we're like ah the Atomic game top of the list. I mean that's, I believe it still that. is. I mean, it, okay so yes. they're using that as a promo now they send that out in the email of like look how high it is this year, um, which is great. Um, I did not know what to expect from this game and I will talk about it more later but it ruled. It was, it was so one. Good. It was one of the two. <laughs> It was one of the two. It says something. Um, but I was so surprised by this game and how great it was and how it still stuck in my head, like, what, half a year after I played it, basically? Yeah. Um, you have, like, the, the, the soundtracks for it with, like, the mm -hmm. original songs and everything mm -hmm. that you uh, you play a lot. Mm -hmm. I have the, um, the instrumental OST as well. Mm -hmm. um, I have the soundtrack on my work playlist and so like i'll go from like lo-fi nintendo beats to like one of the songs from this and it's completely different but you know what i'm i'm here for it um yeah it was it, it, and it's also a really different kind of a tome game because it's a rhythm game and it also has 3d models which never happens yeah they're not good 3d models but that's fine they don't have to be. No. So, that's it. Jacques Jean. Jacques Jean. Jacques Jean. Very French. I don't know and why I go. did that. Please just ignore that. I'm very surprised. I mean, <gasps> you're probably not very surprised because <gasps> you knew I liked it a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that I was like shocked that it was that good, but. Uh, I mean, like when we talked about it, you were pretty adamant about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Good. Uh, well, those are our supplemental awards. Let's dive into our next segment, which is, of course, roll out the red carpet. Mm -hmm. 
It's time for the next inductee into the Seasonal Dynamic Checkup Hall of Fame. It me. I'm so excited. Woo! Uh, of course, if you remember, our previous Hall of Fame inductees are Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy X-2, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 6, mm-hmm. and now a fourth game will join these games in the hallowed halls of the Hall of Fame. The upper echelon. The upper echelon. This is a game that unfortunately uh, was shut down this year. Yep. And it is a game we played a lot of. It's a game that was around, a mobile game specifically, around for a very long time. Yeah. So it it was, uh, you know, we got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Especially me, because I've been playing it for about, you know, almost a decade, so. Yeah, I played it for about half of that, but still. Yeah. It was a long time. I it's got a, good... a ton of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Uh, the fourth game to be inducted into the Seasonal Anime Checkup Hall of Fame, of course, Love Live School Idol Festival. And also, boo, because it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and we still can't play the sequel yet. Nope. We still can't play the sequel. It's never coming to us. Uh, yeah. Uh, Squad Festival is great. Uh, you know, it was just it was just a rhythm game. You got you you do gotcha for some cards. It For a while, I probably had the best gotcha mechanics in, like, for a mobile game because a lot of it was just, like, you didn't really have to put money into it if you didn't need to because they would give you so much currency. Yeah. That you would be fine, pretty much. I mean, obviously, as the the game went on, they were like, "Hey, we could make some money out of this more if we did this, <laughs> this, and this." Um, so we got a little bit more in terms of like modern gotcha mechanics. But I, you know, like I said, I played this for nearly a decade, and that's mm-hmm. saying a lot for a mobile game. And also, just in terms of the longevity of the game, you know, I started the game when, uh, you know, it was only uh, Muse was in the game, like original Love Live, and that was the only thing. Sunshine didn't exist. Uh, Nijikasaki didn't exist. Superstar didn't exist. Um, everything else, you know, that has come so far, like the musical, the the app girls, none of that existed. And then, like, I remember, like, when Sunshine music started coming into the game, and then when they put the Niji gals into the game because of All Stars and all that sort of stuff. Like, you got to see so many different evolutions of the game over the course of that time, and just like it had such a big library of songs to play through and everything. Like, you know, there was the good challenge to it in terms of like playing like on expert or master difficulty. I was so proud when I finally got my first like master difficulty win. Yeah. Like I, I started on easy and I completed it where I could do expert and master like fine. Which is a, a good thing for me. That's amazing. My mom also called it the Ruby game. That's not wrong. Piggy. <laughs> Uh, there was fun events all the time, and they had the art was beautiful. Varied events, the art was good. I I thought the stories were fun because a lot of the stories we got to see different kind of uh, character pairings than you would see in the the source material. So you got to see just more different character interactions than you would be accustomed to, or just you know weird goofy things that the characters could get up to in terms of just like what they could write and or put them into whatever. Right. Like the the like. Johanne Kanon like sister dynamic was really mm-hmm. good and yeah. like you never see that anywhere and it was that was just made in this game and they they made it for the game at, for like a special a specific event or something and mm-hmm. then they just continued it like you know when they would do other stories they would like call back to it so like, it was so good yeah it was just really good um like I said it's a shame I mean we talked about this in the episode we we gave our eulogies to this game essentially Mm -hmm. uh it's a shame this game's gone um and it's a shame that like all that content's gone as well yeah 
07. 07s. But yeah, Squidal Festival was great. Um, yes. That's how I really learned a lot of the songs, honestly. Yeah, I mean, same. So, <laughs> same. I mean, like, now I listen to them all the time. I was like, oh, this song, I love this song. But like, that's how I learned a lot of the songs is mm-hmm. just p- from playing that game. Because yeah. they're not all in the show. Yeah. It's a very good game. I miss it. Same. I haven't actually deleted it off my phone yet. Oh. <laughs> Clinging on. I know. I'm just sitting there like, one day. One day it'll you. come back, right? <laughs> one day. Uh, but yeah, that is, that is our fourth Hall of Fame inductee, Love Live School Idol Festival. Well deserved. Applause, applause, applause. Well, it's time to get into our game of the year list. But before we get into our game of the year list, because there were so many games. <laughs> because this ha- year was such a banger. We have honorable mentions for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll dive into those very quickly. And then I maybe these will be surprises to both of us and see like what didn't make our lists. Maybe. Yeah, I've got seven honorable mentions. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven as well. Awesome. Uh, here are my honorable mentions for 2023. These are all good games. They just they just couldn't make the cut for one reason or another, but they are still games you should probably check out at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Final Bar Line. Oh, that one's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goodbye Volcano High. Honkai Star Rail. Yohane the Parhelion Blaze in the Deep Blue. Anonymous Code. Like a Dragon, Ishin. And The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie. Oh, wow. Those are my honorable mentions. All right, you want mine? Yes. All right, I have Anonymous Code. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legend of Nayuta, Boundless Trails. Mm-hmm. Like a Dragon, Ishin. Mm-hmm. Yohane the Parhalion, Blaze in the Deep Blue. Um, my Next Life as a Villainous, All Routes Lead to Doom, Pirates of the Disturbance. Okay. Title. Um, Super Mario RPG Remake. All right, yeah, that was a game. Uh-huh. And <laughs> then the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed DLC. All right, that came out this year. It sure did. <laughs> Which is, that's, I mean, so hey, a Xenoblade-related thing not making the top 10? Mm. Hmm. Yeah, wild, right? Wild, yes. Especially because I love that DLC. Yeah. It was so good. Hearing Matthew yell, I'm full of beans is amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is our honorable mentions. Let's dive into the, the, the list. You have a top 10 this year because you had to yep. make a top 10 this year. <laughs> I had but, to. So we will be going uh, back to back. Ping pong in start. it. Yeah. Uh, number 10 for me. Mm-hmm. Master Detective Archives Rain Code. Hey, that's my number 10, too. Wow, all right, there we go. Um, yeah, this game's really fun. Uh, I really like the story. I thought the uh, the investigative mechanics worked really well. Uh, the mini games worked really well. I think they work better than they do in, like, Rampa per se, mm-hmm. because I feel like this make more sense in this. Yeah. Um, and then, like, just the investigative stuff, I think also is more finely tuned which mm-hmm. of course like i mean uh if you don't know this is this is pretty much the Rampa team um yeah. it is the it's the character designer it is the soundtrack guy those the they, they have names obviously but yeah i just don't have them off the top of my head and this is a uh, kodaka as well mm-hmm. so 
it is basically all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's 3D, so that's also an interesting little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one negative part about this game is that it is locked to the Switch, so it is not on a good console that could handle this game. <laughs> yeah, well, and the lip syncing is really not good. Yeah, um, it's just like there are parts of this game that just not don't look good because like the textures are very blurry. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't run all that great. It's, it's no. spe- specifically <laughs> the loading screens. The loading is very long, but also it's like it's weird because like. It is a game set in a city that rains all the time, so that's also going to make the game slower. Correct, correct, yes. (laughs) So that doesn't help, but, like, if this was on, like, you know, any other console but the Switch, Mm -hmm. it probably would not be a factor. It would not make any difference, and it would probably be higher on the list because of that. I agree with you entirely. Um, and, And I think it's really, like, it was cool to me that there are a few cases that I genuinely got, like, emotional playing. Mm hmm um specifically like two and four were like really really rough on me and i think that a lot of the especially two the way that things were like set up to um like show off how things went down um i think it was really really well done um and as i've mentioned i like most of the characters except for one and then it turns out in the dlc like he's not like that so he can be a regular person believe it or not um but he, he he chooses to be a insufferable weirdo. Yeah, in, in the main game. Yeah, I, a lot of the characters are really fun in this and like have good stories. Uh, I really liked Yuma's character, his characterization. I love Yuma. I really like Shinigami in terms of being a, a big gremlin. <laughs> Such a gremlin! Like I was concerned about Shinigami when I first came in because I was like, "All right, she's like your pervert booba lady." But, like, she's genuinely a very good character. Like, she is turbo gremlin. Um, but I loved her. And I I think it was also a really good dynamic with her and Yuma that, like, yeah. he just brushed off a lot of her, like, nonsense. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm not even acknowledging that you said that. And it's interesting as well because for the most part in, like, in these, in the Rampa team's games, like, with the way Kodaka writes stuff, like, it is the dude who is, like, the you know the pervy weirdo yeah kind of but also more like the kind of like help helpless one and doesn't really know much and like the his detective partner is the more straight-laced one yeah you're right you're right whereas this is kind of the opposite yeah so i thought that was an interesting little dynamic there but yeah their dynamic is really fun um really fun i love yako as well yeah like i have to mention him (laughs) the most of the master detectives you meet have really fun quirks to them and everything so Alara just wants to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> kick things. I mean, good for them, honestly. It's real fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought it had some good twists and turns there throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving you guessing all the way up to the end and everything. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm so glad you get to play this before the end of the year because I was wondering if this was going to make your list. Yeah. Sneaks in. Yeah. I love that it's 10 for both of us. That's funny. <laughs> it's very funny. I wonder if that's going to be the only thing that matches. Uh, it might be. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Hit me with your number nine. A Space for the Unbound. Interesting. That's going to be... Uh, that, well, that'll show up later, let's say. So we'll talk about that when we'll it shows up later. We'll talk about it later then. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I guess this is probably going to be the same for this one. My number nine. Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. That will also come up later. All right, we'll talk about both of those games later when they come up. 
Do 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 do. I know uh, the next one we're not going to talk about on yours. Number eight. This is also a game that we're not going to talk about on yours. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, my number eight game of the year: Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh, no Wookiee poison. No, there's no Wookies in this game. <laughs> Unfortunately, how disappointing! How disappointing. Um, yeah, I I played through Fallen Order earlier this year, and you know finally got to play through all that and enjoyed it. Uh, I think what they're building with this series is really good. Like the characters themselves really get to to you know expand and stand out more in this, um, and you just get more like into the actual characters themselves, into their stories and all that. Um, the combat is continues to be really fun and good. Like they do a thing, they don't do the thing we normally think of, like in terms of like sequels, where it's like, oh, we got to strip your powers away and you got to relearn everything. It's like, no, you know everything from the start. We're just gonna add new stuff to you. Like, you know, you get a grappling hook and all this sort of stuff and a gun. So like, it's just like, all right, you have all these set abilities from the first game. Let's just add to them and you know make it so you have even more options to play with, which is really fun. Um, the settings and everything is interesting because, like, they made it more open world than the previous game. And at first, I wasn't sure what to think of that. But mm-hmm. as I played through it more, like, I, I started to, like, appreciate it more as, like, you know, you just can kind of just go wherever you want and do things. But also, like, you know, there's also the, the levels where it is kind of more laser focused. Of, like, are right, you're going from here to here to here and everything. Uh, and, yeah, I, just, I thought the the way they showcased the story is, was a lot of fun. Uh, potentially setting up for a third game, which I think they are working on. Don't quote me on that. Um, yeah, this I'm is. Writing, I'm writing it down. I'm quoting right now. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. These games are really good. These might be some of the best single-player Star Wars games you could probably find that they've made Ooh. in the history of Star Wars video games. So. Ooh. And you can make your character look like a dirtbag. So that's also fun. <laughs> oh my god! You can just have him have a big bushy, terrible mustache, or you can give him like the the new metal soul patch goatee no with like a mullet no it's really funny but yeah oh my it, God. it's it's a, it's a fun time it's a really good time tell nice. me your number eight uh my number eight we have talked about a little bit already mm-hmm. it is jack john there you go um again this was one of the games that like redeemed atome for me um this year um, the things that I didn't mention earlier is that, like, I think one of the things that really, really worked for me is that this really felt like a, like a found family type of game. Um, all the characters, no matter what route you're on, like, they work together, they make each other, like, the best person that they can be. You see a lot of character growth, regardless of what route you're on, in every single character. And, like, that's so cool to me that, like, even though you're on one character's route, you're still getting like the story of other characters and you're seeing like them achieve things that they want to achieve. You don't usually get that. Like once you get onto somebody's route, you just basically ignore everybody else. Um, but that's not what happens here. Like you, you have to work together and get these plays going. Um, and the romance is super cute and worth mentioning that like, it does some really cool stuff with gender. Um, because since it's an all all men's school, all men's theater school, I guess I should clarify, like, hey, that's the whole, whole idea of this game is that it's an all men's theater school and you have to hide your gender um, and pretend you're a guy the whole time to um, go. Um, 
And so, like, you have the whole idea of, like, the Jacks and the Johns and who's playing, like, the women characters. And, like, you have one character who, in every single play, he he plays a woman character. Um, and, like, that's what he's comfortable with. That's fine. It's also how, like, the protagonist gets away with, like, not having to change in front of people. Because that one character's like, I don't want to change in front of you weirdos. Like, I want a separate room. And so, like, she doesn't have to do it either. Um... But also, like, you have the whole thing going on in this game of only two of the characters know that you're a woman to begin with. One of them just figures it out because he's a very smart dude. Um, but the rest of them have to, like, come to terms with it. Like, the whole, like, um, Mulan style. Like, do I have a crush on a guy? Huh. Interesting. Um, so, you know, there's that. But um, this game was so fun. It was really, really good. The music's good. The performances are good. I love that it had the two different types of rhythm games. Like it had the the slider song style, and then it had the like button pressing um, uh, uh, dance versions. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, and then also like the dude who did Tokyo Ghoul is the one who like. He was the director, the lyricist, and contributed to, like, writing and world building. And also did the art. So, like, this is kind of his game. And that was something I didn't expect was him to do an Atome game. Especially, that, especially that, from Tokyo Ghoul to this. It's not, it's not necessarily the, the path you expect, yeah. Like, how did that come about? How did that happen? And, like, he obviously still very much cares about this game because he, like, posts lore and stuff and backstories on Twitter still. Which is wild! Mm -hmm. um, but I love this game. I love this game. I love the characters. It was so fun. The plays were all really different. Um, yeah, it's still stuck in my head. I've, I'm, 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 I'm too Jack John pilled at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number eight. All right, well, number seven. Hit me with your number seven. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, well, that will come up later, so. Okay, all right. We'll talk about it later. Hit me with your number seven. Uh, my number seven, The Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure. That will come up later. There you go. We'll talk about those games later. Yay! All right, number six. You ready to get controversial? Oh, boy. My number six game of the year. Ooh, uh. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. All right. That will come up later. <laughs> wow. 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 Six. Yep. Yep. Inter interesting. Yep. I mean, this is a wild year, so I I, I kind of expected that. Um, My number six, uh, Like a Dragon Guide In, The Man Who Erased His Name. All right. Well, let's talk about that game. Yeah, because where we talked about it was, which number was it for you? Nine. Nine. Okay. So it's six. It was higher for me? That's mm -hmm. wild. Uh. It was it was a hard choice made between this and Ishin. Um I like both of these games a lot. Uh, I think the thing it came down to me for me was that Gaiden was just more fun to play because it is the the modern uh, engine, engine of like a Dragon Games, whereas Ishin was you know an offshoot of five. So mm -hmm. just different things altogether. Uh, and you know it was fun to hang out with Kiryu again, which is interesting because like you know you mean Joryu? Sorry, Joryu. <laughs> Because, you know, we, we we thought, like, that was that whole thing was going to be done and over with. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, we were, his story was wrapped up and everything. But to, to get something new on it was 
real intriguing and to see where they all went they went with it and how it tied into seven and all that sort of stuff was fun um yeah i think that one of the things that set this apart for me was just the level of like vulnerability that was in this game yeah yeah, and like their willingness to let kiryu be sad um like he's going through a lot he's struggling um but then you also get like that that tablet scene at the end i i was a mess while we were playing that i was a mess i was just crying um but then you also get him like taking over a ship and taking selfies with some hot chicks in bathing suits so like (laughs) you know the duality of man. Yep. Uh, and you get some like good fan servicey stuff. Um, like you get some stuff from Judgment that was really good. Yeah, very um, much so. Although hearing them in Japanese was very weird to me. Yes. Um, but Kaido, Kaido! the boys. Uh, but yeah, I I just I really really enjoyed um seeing like what was going on here, and it's really got me hyped for Infinite Wealth. Mm-hmm. There you go. Number six for me. Number six. Who would have thought that uh, a Yakuza like a dragon game would be number six on one of my lists? <laughs> it's not not that surprising. We have come very far we from have. when we first started. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five. Hit me with your number five. Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie. All right. Well, let's talk about that real quick. All right. Um. So, obviously, this is a big game in the sense that like there are three like intertwining stories three protagonists mm-hmm. um and you also have like sky the sss you have both class sevens you have new characters um but everybody really gets some some breathing room you get some really great moments um like i specifically was thinking of the the class president election um the school infiltration with kurt lloyd being a dad um <laughs> randy's figuring out and trying to figure out where he wants to be and what he wants to do. Um, Rain really, like, accepts and embraces being a teacher. Um, and I'm going to be as spoiler-free as possible here, but, like, there's a moment with C um, where he's able to, like, identify which Lapis is the real Lapis, and, like, the, re- the way he did it was weird, but she sees it as, oh, you you recognize me as me. Um, and it was really funny that there was like that that heartwarming moment where he's like, "Yeah, I just had a tracker on her," um, so it was good. But seeing characters you don't normally see interact was was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I it was a good way to cap off Crossbell, Cold Sauce, uh, Cold Steel, Cold Sauce, um, Cold Sauce. <laughs> and uh, now again, I'm I'm really jazzed for Daybreak um, since we got some previews of that in in Reverie. Um, I had a really good time with this game. Yeah, like I, it is a very good game. Um, I for my list, I had to make a choice between this or Azure, mm-hmm. and I think I enjoyed the story of Azure more, and that's kind of what pushed it ahead. And also, like, like there is there's there's a lot of characters in Referee. It's yeah. kind of bloated in that aspect. There are a lot of and and a lot of them end up getting like sidelined in in the Reverie yeah. corridor and all that. Yeah. But um, I. I just really think there were some good moments. Um, and again, like, Azure has not come up on my list yet, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I just wanted to give my reasoning for why I didn't make the list. Yeah. 
in particular. But yeah, um, it is a very good game. Do not get me wrong. Um, very good like, game. Like you said, a lot of the moments are really fun. The story goes in directions you aren't necessarily expecting. Um, yeah, and it is, it is the the third Crossbell game, of course. So. Mm-hmm. And the fifth Cold Steel game. Has all that going for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, my number five, game of the year, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Robots. Robots. Uh, what a very good action game this is. Uh, just so much fun to play. Uh, having these very speedy mechs just going pew, 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 pew. It's really fun. Uh, the story keeps you invested enough to want you to replay it and like a couple of times to get the true ending, which is interesting. And I think that the stuff they do with the uh, the new game plus routes where you get like different missions and everything is is good because like it gives you more incentive to keep going instead of just having to replay everything over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the gameplay is just phenomenal. Probably the best action game I played all year. Um, and like I like I said when we talked about this game when on the podcast, um. Probably the closest I'll get to having a Gundam game that I actually like want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my number five. Yay! Number four. Number four. My number four game of the year, Alan Wake Two. Mine is also Alan Wake Two. Hey! Hey! We got a match. We had two match up. Let's go! Woo! Uh, yeah. Yeah, Alan Wake Two is very good. It's so good. I had a I, lot this of fun game with this game. shouldn't have existed, and it does, and I'm so yeah, happy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the way they they show off uh, both Alan's route and Saga's route and then how they mm-hmm. intertwine those routes and everything. Like, we talked about the, the musical numbers, incredibly good. Um, the storytelling in this is really fun and everything and goes in some directions you definitely are not going to expect. Nope. Uh they eventually and, like we were coming up with like theories when yeah. we were chatting yeah, about yeah. it, which is fun. Uh, they eventually did kind of fix this a bit, but you know when we played it, the ending was not as great as we would have wanted. Yeah, that's that's what I put is that the original ending fell flat. Yeah, um, but the new game plus ending did a little bit more that was was. But I don't better. really see the reason why you would lock that behind new game plus. Is I agree, thing. I hundred uh, percent agree. Um. I also didn't like all the jump scares. Yeah, a lot of them were just real cheap. Yeah, I didn't like that. And just weren't really necessary. Yeah, I I, I'm not a jump scare human. Like, I, I don't like things yeah, yelling at me on the screen. You. You're right, you're right. <laughs> um, So I was like, oh, come on. And then, like, Cynthia, lady, you, you gotta stop. Bah! You, you gotta bah! chill, Cynthia. Um, she was egregious, um, but yeah, I had a really good time with this game. It plays well, like mm-hmm. it's it's it looks great. Yeah. Um, it was a ton of fun, mm-hmm. and I I love that we got to get some some fun times with like characters we've seen before and see different sides of them, and then we got the new characters, and it was it was legit. I love yeah. this game. Whole lot of fun. So fun. Well, let's let's dive into our top three. Top three. Uh, hit me with your number three. Legend of Heroes: Trails to Azure. All right, well, let's talk about that. Uh, the second um, Crossbell game that came out. It finally came out over here. It came out earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, man, what a 
it is it is something in these games, especially in the Trails games in particular, where it seems like the even numbered games really just ramp things up in a in a way that you just are like you're on a roller coaster and you are not getting off until the very end. Nope, and I mean things will go completely bonkers mm -hmm. on that roller coaster, and you just you just got to hold on. Yeah, uh, they uh, they really go places with the storytelling in this. Uh, I really like mm -hmm. you know like we get Wazzy in the team now because Wazzy's oh, such a Wazzy. weirdo. I love Wazzy. Mm -hmm. uh, good moments with Lloyd and all the other people as or all the other his other SSS teammates as he has to like kind of bring all them back together mm -hmm. eventually through the story and everything. Um, and then just some really wild moments as you wrap things up near the end, especially like uh, one of the twists near the end is very, uh, <laughs> it's very out there, and you're just like, "Oh, we're okay, huh? Interesting." Yep, yep. You're like, "Oh, wow, okay, you, huh?" Hmm. 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 Um. Yeah, it's such a good game. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I I brought it up in the 2021 Game of the Year list for me as a supplementary because I'd played the fan translation then. Right. Um. And I think that it's really worth mentioning again that. The Geofront team was hired to do the like official translation work for this version of it, and like even their their like quality of life changes they did ended up on the Switch version, and so like that's really cool, and that's how you should address like fan work of your content. Mm -hmm. Um, like that was that was great. Um, and, and their the translation's only, awesome. Yeah, and probably the only way those games were ever come out. Mm hmm. Um, side note, also hilarious that I recognized a voice actor based off of one single line that Lloyd <laughs> says when he fishes. I was like, wait a minute, I know this voice actor because I recognize that line because Lloyd says it whenever he fishes because I fish so much in this game. That's, that's Al for you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this game is so, so good. Um, you got some really good, like, character building moments and, like, throughout it, honestly. Um get to get to have some big character twists like you know wazi and uh and uh zeit mm -hmm. um and then you know it led into seeing like how some of these characters change in reverie and it was pretty cool and lloyd is just a dad now he sure is he sure is a dad um i love this game it's really good yep so number three that's me no geofront theme though yeah, it's a one detriment. It's a geofront theme. Why would you take that away? Big shot. Why? Uh, but yeah, a good good video game. My number <laughs> three game of the year: A Space for the Unbound. Ooh. I I really enjoyed this game. I uh, I thought the way like you know. It showed up as a period piece was interesting, you know, also setting taking place in a country that, you know, is not usually the the setting of a video game or like a lot of, you know, mass market media in terms of that. Um mm -hmm. I thought the pixel art was very good and everything. And then just like the overall story was really interesting and uh really kept you guessing throughout and everything and the way they were able to kind of mix all that in with like the adventure game style of gameplay and all that. Mm -hmm. And Especially with like the way they they are able to like mix in discussions of like mental health and everything that felt very realistic in a way that mm -hmm. you also really don't see a lot in video games uh, was just really really well done. 
it was wild for me to play from the opposite perspective of what I would like normally experience as person that deals with these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, like that was really eye opening to me to see like that in a game. It was it was really exciting. I mean, it's it's sad, but it's it's exciting to see like that kind of perspective um, being put in here and like how realistic it is. Mm -hmm. um, also, you get to pet and name all the kitties. You do. It's very good. That's really legit. Who doesn't love petting a bunch of cats? I mean, I love petting a bunch of cats. And naming them very dumb things. I named them basically every dumb thing I could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that game was, uh, it was very good. I really enjoyed my time with that game. It was so good. Mm -hmm. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah. And now there are two. There are two. You just decided on these today. I did. You're right. Wow. I kind of had an idea of where this was going to go. I just needed to put pen to paper, essentially. Okay. Um, my number two game of the year, Resident Evil 4. Mine is also Resident Evil 4. Hey, we got three that matched up. Three! That's not bad! No. Um, I, this was very surprising for me because, uh, as we've talked about before... You don't like the original Resident Evil 4. No, I'm not the biggest fan of the original Resident Evil 4. I obviously came to that game very late compared to everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, you know, the story's good and everything. It's just, like, I don't feel the gameplay had really aged all that particularly well. So it was something that, like, you know, it was like, okay, I played it, that's cool and everything, but I don't really have an itch to ever go replay that game ever again right um so this coming out you know it was it was going to be interesting because like you know it was going to be on the remake engine or the re engine that's not the remake mm -hmm. engine but it's based off the same engine that they'd made the previous two remakes off of mm -hmm. um and we were kind of cautious about it going in because you know two had taken a bit of a more serious tone yeah three was still kind of weird um, but we weren't really sure how they were going to handle the goofiness of four in particular. Right. Um, and it wasn't until we played that demo where he has the bingo line in it that we're kind of like, line. all right, maybe there's, maybe it's something here. Maybe it's yeah. not going to be that bad. Cause people were like, oh, you know, Resident Evil four, it's a grim, dark, very serious game. And it's like, no, it's not like there are so many stupid moments in Resident Evil. Like, have y'all played Resident Evil four? <laughs> there's so many dumb moments. So I was really worried that they wouldn't be there, but a lot of them survived. Yeah. Um, and then, like, it's, it was still scary. The gameplay is just excellent. It's so it's good. So good. Um, and like you said, like the way they were able to implement the the goofiness into this, like the the horror themes and everything. Little Lord Boy's there. Lord Boy. Little Lord Boy. He's there. You get some real fun, goofy outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the knife just floats sometimes. Floating knife sometimes. Uh, and just, I thought it was real. I thought the way they they kind of changed the characters up a little bit here and there to like modernize them, but also just like do different things with them worked really well. Um, the dynamic between like Leon and Ashley and Leon and Ada is very good. And um, Leon and uh, Luis. Yeah, Louis and Luis. Uh, it just I had such a fun time with this game, and just the ways I was never would have expected. Like, this game is yeah. so much fun. I replayed it, like, two or three times, I think. Yeah, you replayed it a few times. And just had a blast every single time. Uh, the DLC was also a good time. And I love that the stuff that, like, or most of the stuff that got cut from, like, the re like the regular story of this um, 
ended up in Ada's version of it. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's actually a really cool idea to yeah. take some of the other goofy moments that couldn't fit in the original. Because so I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer is gone. But then Ada's just like, hello, I have this moment now. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's really, really good. Also hilarious that Wesker just refuses to say Luis and like the Spanish. Way. Louis. He's like, Louis. <laughs> like, man, just be as white as possible. Why don't Hello, you? Louis. Hello, Louis. <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what they do next because we know they're going to do some more remakes. Um, but like, I don't know. I mean, the canon's obviously going to be different now because the canon has changed in this. Um, because obviously Ada met Agent, her best friend. Mm-hmm. Duh. Like that's who she has in the helicopter's agent. Yep. Um so, you know, it's it's interesting to see where it's it's gonna go from here. But um I loved this game. It's really, really good. It is incredible. Also it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a very nice looking game as well. And that helps too. <laughs> Yeah, um, like just just as I know, it's a very pretty game. They've uh they've done really well with the last two Resident Evil games with this and eight. Mm -hmm. Even though they're basically kind of the same game in a nutshell, but like still two yeah, very yeah, yeah. good games they made. Two very good games. Um, also, this chainsaw dude's still really scary. But you can parry them with a knife now. You you can. I can't. You can. <laughs> I can. I got that unbreakable <laughs> knife. I want that unbreakable knife. I've been thinking about replaying it so I can get that. But I had the unbreakable thanks. knife. I got the armored suit for Ashley. It's like, how am I ever going to find time to do that? That's so that's true. <laughs> There's been not enough time for that. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil Four is really good. It's so this good. this version is. Yes. Well, I mean, I like the original one too, but this is a huge improvement over the original, and I am not afraid to say that. Like, as somebody who really liked the original. This blows it out of the water, and I would never play the original again. Yeah. Period. Well, Al, it's time mm -hmm. for our number one games of the year. Our games of the year. You know what mine is already. Al, tell me about Tears of the Kingdom and why it was your game of the year. Um. Yes. So, Tears of the Kingdom. This... Um. It took me a while to land on this. I'm not even going to lie. So it wasn't like a slam dunk year number you one. You told me there was at one point where this was not even in the top three. Correct. There was one point. Um, but during my intense thought process that's been going on all this week, I realized, like, I still think about Tears of the Kingdom. I still, like, think about some of the moments that were happening there. I still think of some of the gameplay. Um, like, the Ultra Hand mechanic was so clever. And I had so much fun just building all kinds of stupid stuff, even though, like, you know, sometimes there's, like, watching people on the internet do Korok murder. Um, but also, like, that was kind of cool to see a community build around, like, what can you build in this game? Um, and one thing that I saw a lot of people say is, like, oh, well, it's just Breath of the Wild 0. 0.5. Um but I think that what really sold this for me is that Breath of the Wild was game of year 2017 for me. Yes. Um, this game, it still had a lot of the familiarity and like comfortableness of Breath of the Wild, but it still did enough new that like I was having fun doing the exploration. I was having fun doing the, the like 
little mini dungeons. But then we also had like the regional main dungeons. So it felt like more of a traditional Zelda in that sense. Um, and I liked having my my buddies with me. That was that was a lot of fun, even if sometimes they ruin stuff. Um, and just like the lore that was built up with with the the Zonai, we had the depths, um, we had the Sky Islands. I still got that like beautiful moment at the very beginning where like you come out of a cave and you see like this crazy place. You're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um. I also was super happy that Zelda got some time to shine, even though she wasn't playable. Like, she really, really was a crush of the story here. Um, and, you know, she got some some nice familial love, finally. Finally, she got some acceptance from a family. Um, and that, that final boss, I still think about the final boss and, like, that ending sequence and, like, that life bar just going across and going across and going across. Like, it was so cool! Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I put a ton of time into this game. I had so much fun. I got a fishing murder boat. You did have a fishing murder boat. <laughs> so, like, that's cool. Um, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom had a lot to, um, live up to. Um, because Breath of the Wild was so good. I mean, we both acknowledge like it was one of the best Zelda games to come out, period. Um, and I, I just think that it was able to pull it off, that they pulled off something that still had that magic with it and did something new with it that didn't make it feel like the exact same game. Um, so it reminded me a lot of Majora's Mask in that sense. And that you had the same assets, you have the same, like, general character and idea and all that, but you're taking them and kind of flipping them on their head and adding in new stuff that you have to, you have to work with. So, um, I, I loved this game and that's how it ended up at number one is I just, yep, I love it. I love it. I, I had to teach while I was um, playing this and I came in on a Monday and my students were like, oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, no, let's go. Um, but they, ah, they all- The sleep deprivation ah. part. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the things I was thinking about. I was like, I legit was like not sleeping because I wanted to play more of this game. I was so into this game. Um, but yeah, my students were just like, um, are you, are you good? It's like, yep, Zelda came out. Everything's fine. You want to learn about digital history, kids? Um, yeah, I had bags under my eyes, but it was, Man, it's, it's 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 the master sword. It's so good. Anyway, you didn't get to talk about why you liked it because I forgot it was on your list, but I don't remember where. Uh number six. Number six. I, so you obviously didn't like it as much as I did. No, I, but to be fair, I cannot argue with anything you just said. I agree with literally everything you said. Yay! And I've mentioned it before. Basically, anything in my top five could have been game of the year, and I would have been totally fine. Yeah. I think for me, though, the thing that pushed this game down my list is that I think everything above it, I had uh, 
more lingering thoughts about after they after I'd finished them than I did mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. That's fair. Which is a weird thing to say because, like, like you said, uh, Breath of the Wild was my game of the year in 2017. Um, mm-hmm. This is basically more of that, and mm-hmm. with a lot more stuff and everything. Um, but I finished that game and I was like, oh, I'll get back, go back and get to the stuff I didn't get to at some point. And then I just never did. Oh, see, that's another thing is that I yeah. completed it. Like I, I did everything. I mapped the depths. I mapped the sky. I finished all the little shiny bits. I got the final armor. Like I did everything in this game. Yeah. So like, I, I think this game's incredible. Like, like it is a remarkable improvement over Breath of the Wild in every aspect. It's just for whatever reason, like, I just never went back to it, and, like, I don't know why. For some reason, like, I think all the stuff you talked about, all the moments you talked about are very good, and they are incredible, but just... The Ganondorf laugh! Just for whatever reason, this game just, like, didn't stick with me the same way Breath of the Wild did, for... for, And I don't know why. Maybe it's because, like, it is, you know, it's similar to Breath of the Wild, and I experienced that already, so, like, it just doesn't have the same lasting impact on me that that did maybe I, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to describe i guess is the thing but yeah that that's kind of why it was much lower on my list than it was on yours there was a point where this was going this is it was a very tough choice between putting this at six or seven for me oh wow it was choosing between this or trails to azure so this at one point was number four mm-hmm. but i i ended up doing some switcheroos and then after you had your like sit down with your list look at it if you're happy with it, stick with it moment. Mm-hmm. This one landed at the top. Nahone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom is very good. Very good game. <laughs> Completely understandable that I, that would be your game of the year. Yay. Well, let's talk about my game of the year. Yes. Uh, it, it was an interesting struggle for this, but it was definitely one of those games that like I came out of and I was like, I think this might be a top spotter. And it was definitely a, a a choice between this and Resident Evil 4. And I think the reason this one edges out of Resident Evil 4 is because, you know, Resident Evil 4 is a remake. It is technically an old game mm-hmm. that is being remade. And it's an incredible remake. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But this is something completely new. Yes, it is. My number one game of the year is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. That tracks knowing how much you love Mario World. Mm-hmm. It is and... the best 2D Mario game since Mario World, and it you could definitely make the argument that it is the best 2D Mario game they've ever made. I I think I could easily make that argument and be happy with making mm-hmm. that argument. This game is incredible in a way it's that so good. was such a surprise considering, you know, the the new Super Mario Brothers line of games had been <laughs> such a disappointment over the years, and to see them come back and make something just completely out of the blue and just essentially whatever they wanted, especially with like the Wonder Seed segments and everything, was such a fun breath of fresh air. And it's just it's very tight gameplay. The co op, like you mentioned earlier, it was very fun to be able to play through the entire game with you and just get into a bunch of shenanigans and everything and help each other out but also get to experience all those wild wild moments together was such a blast um like the elephant pose segment yeah yeah yeah. the music such festival man that's very good it's so good um and then like i i like this game so much i went back and 100 percented it 
and I went through and got all the the coins and everything, and I went through the the very hard final level, and eventually oh. was able to get that done, and that felt like a that was a very big sense of accomplishment to get that done, because there are parts of that that are very tough, mm. um, but that was very very felt very rewarding and everything, and just it was such a good time going back and just even like just replaying levels and everything, because like the game is just so fun, it's it's such a joy to play, like there's just like it's it's like wrapping yourself up in a blanket and snuggling and you're watching your favorite television show or your favorite movie or playing your favorite game like you're just you're just happy Mm -hmm. it's a sense of happiness that like that's kind of what you know the mario games have always supposed to have been like that's you know that's how they felt like they kind of made these games in and along the way especially with the 2d stuff they kind of lost that sense of happiness i feel like Mm -hmm. and once you get to this it's just like this is this is 2D Mario. 2D Mario is back. It's back. It is better than ever. Yeah. Well, and I think it's worth mentioning, like, how creative and innovative this game was. Yes. Like, it did things that Mario hasn't really done while also doing what Mario does well mm-hmm. still. Um, like, that was really exciting. And I think that's something that, like, Nintendo should be applauded for this year is that, like, both this and Zelda were really innovative in the kind of mechanics that they put in. Like I said, Ultra Hand with Zelda, but like this one had the the Wonder Seeds and a lot of like the wild power ups that you wouldn't expect. Um, and it, it was it was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also they got rid of the Wawas, and I cannot thank them enough. They replaced the Wawas with that that final power up that just makes everything very weird sounding. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, this was a really fun and like Bowser just wanted to rock. That's really all yeah. he wanted. And he just we just to have a good time. <laughs> we just had to ruin his good time and his oh, hair man. and what a bore. Um. Yeah, it was, we both played as princesses. That was fun. Yeah. Um, and you know there there's also um like the accessibility feature of having like the the Nabbit and the Yoshi that like people can. But also, but they should make that just a a, a toggle. That's still a thing. I I think I agree. I agree. If I had kids or something that wanted to play it, they couldn't do that, and were mad about it. Like that, that would definitely be a sticking point for this. But I don't have that, so that doesn't. That's not that big of a deal for me. But I can see how that is a thing for other people, and definitely, you know, understand that. I I agree that it should have been a toggle. I like that it was at least considered. Yeah, Nintendo is not necessarily the the company you look to for those kind of decisions no no i mean like you know they 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 did a positive thing they just didn't implement it perfectly but i i'm glad that it was at least something added in there um also like again it looked so good like it was a really pretty like colorful fun game it, it it's not surprising nintendo is the one company that knows how to make switch games look very good <laughs> And they continue to do that. But yeah, it's very bright, bright, vibrant, and it just looks incredible. It is... Uh, so fun. It, pun intended, it is a wonderful game. <laughs> um, And also, it was just super, super funny with us just like, where are the drugs? Yep. <laughs> they, let, they let Miyamoto get distracted by making the Mario movie, and then the rest of the team was like, let's just do a bunch of drugs. <laughs> Let's just do something that's actually good. Yeah. I was like, all right, all right. Like, 
have more people in the room that have good ideas. And that's 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 what they essentially did. It was because like you yeah. know, uh we talked about this when we talked about the game itself, but like COVID happened, so like that allowed them to to basically be like, all right, let's just bring in people who have ideas because like we can't meet in, in in person or anything, and we'll have these big Zoom meetings and do all this. And it's like, if you have an idea, bring it to us, and we'll see if we can implement it. Essentially, and that's kind of how a lot of these wonder seeds kind of became a thing. Right. And that's really cool. And it's a good thing that happened because a lot of those ideas were real wild and real fun. And I wonder, huh? uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if some of that is like more people who are our age, like working with them who played world that were able to like put in some of the, the feeling of that again. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know. I, I, I could be off on that, but. It would make sense. Because, I mean, most of us millennials are chasing Super Mario World forever. We just want that high again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, this game, I I think it does surpass World. It's it's very, very good. Even though it does have some stupidly hard levels. <laughs> nah! Uh. Nah! Don't make me auto run and don't make me do lots of weird hopping and I cry. Don't make me bounce on weird animals or whatever they were. I forget what they were. Hippos. Hippos, yes. Don't make me bounce on hippos or don't make yes. Al bounce on hippos. I'm fine with it. I hate those. I'm hippos. okay with it. Um, but I mean, like, there were moments for both of us where, like, it was so convenient to be able to, like, have the little ghosty save. Yes, 100%. Like, if something went horribly wrong, we're like, help me. You'd be like, all right, let's, really let's stay good. here. Uh, and if you don't make it, you can just fly to me and we'll just continue on. Like, it, it, it genuinely felt like we were helping each other through it, which was nice. Yeah. It's a really good a game. game. Wow, look at Nintendo topping both of our Game of the Year lists with two very different games. Yeah. Don't f*** it up next year, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. I don't know why I'm threatening them. I mean, they, 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 well, they don't deserve to be threatened, but <laughs> they know what they did. I don't, I don't know. What they they did. should be better. They, yeah, do better. Um, but yeah, both of these games are really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was a that was a wild list for both of us. Yeah, it, we both knew it was going to be very interesting in terms of where things landed in our list, and that was true. I'm surprised we had so many match up. We only had like what three? Three, three. Yeah. I um, I didn't expect us to have. I thought we might have maybe one that would match. We got three. Three is not bad. Quite a bit of overlap as well, but you know that that's also yeah to be yeah expected. just in different positions. But yeah. Good games this year. Applause for the good games. Did you just clap once and that's it? No, I'm clapping a lot. Oh, okay. I only heard one clap. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> just one clap. Just... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yep, that's all. That's all you get. One single clap. But yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it for Game of the Year this year. That's going to do it for 2023. That's going to do it for this year. It's in the books. It is in the it's books. Fun. We have to now walk forward towards 2024. Where the next two months are going to be wild with game releases. It's, it's JRPG Bonanza. And I love JRPGs, so. So, yeah. 
We'll definitely be diving into some Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, some Persona 3, some Reload. Final Fantasy 7. Rebirth. All that fun stuff. It'll be what? Segway 2024. Yeah. Year of the Segway 2024. Year of the Segway. Oh, my God. And they're both coming out within, like, weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. Like a month of each other. I still, like, a month is weeks. Um, You're not wrong. <laughs> in both of them <laughs> it's pretty it's good so good so good i'm calling it now the year of the segway man that is uh that's it for us this year We've, yay we did it our game of the years are done we don't have to think about them and i still have to write mine up and everything but you know don't I'm have to stress about them we're done we're done sit back and relax yay you want a power wash no i'm retiring <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it for us this week so if you'd like more from us head on over to seasonlandmecheckup.com or sec.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared Now Watch you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well you also find uh, write-ups written forms of our game of the year lists on both of our websites so if you want to read some words you can do that uh, you can find Al at anladium.com where she's got words I have words, several words, several many words. words. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can follow us on Blue Sky at SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, Hot Tubs, and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Mm-hmm. Next week uh, will be 2024. It'll be January. We got we got a bunch of stuff we could talk about. We got anonymous code. We got rain code. Like yeah. codes. There's two, two Atome, Atome games. games. We could talk about Suzume. Oh, we could. That's five things. We we have a, we have a good. We got a handful of stuff we could choose from. So. That's that's good. That's good. Um, you know, we're gonna need it, especially since we're gonna have like neck deep in games. Um. Starting the end of January. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh, we'll we'll decide. We'll figure out something from that list or something else. I don't know entirely, but we'll we'll figure it out and reconvene and kick the year off right? Question mark. Right. See you in twenty twenty four, kids. See you in twenty twenty four.